Alright. Okay. Check it out. Um, welcome back. This is GPE. Greatest podcast ever. Um, it's March. Well, when you're listening, so it's March 2nd. But it's March 1st. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Black History Month year is out here. We're in month three of Black History year. Um, want to tell you guys thank you so much for um watching i'm sorry watching listening to uh the one year anniversary episode i want to tell you guys thank you so much it means a lot that y'all listen appreciate the emails appreciate the messages um really 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 do all right well it's another week uh you know and for all those who said they appreciated the little sports segment in the beginning i'll do it again for y'all so let's just jump into sports real quick i'm a deep die-hard Sixers fan, so I'll start off here. It's official. Ben Simmons is done. We was hoping right after All-Star break we'd get some love from our number one draft pick, first overall pick of the NBA draft, and our number one pick, uh, Ben Simmons. Um, so we're going to have to wait till next year. And also, we saw a lot of the process this year and how good he can be, um, but Joel Embiid is out for the rest of the season for us. Um, man, some some... Some, in some other basketball news, uh, Brandon Jennings, who's backup point guard for the Knicks, he got traded to the Wizards to sit behind John Wall. Well, he got released. I don't really know what Phil Jackson is doing sometimes. Sometimes I don't know what Phil Jackson is doing, and I really try to back him. Like, I really try to back Phil Jackson as much as I can, but that Brandon Jennings release move was not good. Um, Man, I thought he was very solid for the Knicks, and I think he'll be even more solid for the Wizards. So good job, the Wizards, who picked him up real quick. Um, In some other news as far as uh, the NBA, Kevin Durant is out. He will miss at least four weeks. Uh, Four weeks gives him a good rest period. I feel like this is bullshit. Supposedly, he he sprained his MCL and his knee. Uh, I just... I think it's bullshit. I think they're going to rest him for four weeks and have him come back and be a playoff monster. That's what I really think is going on. I think he he knows he needs to rest. He probably isn't con- as in well shape as he thought he was. And this rest will be great, you know, in hopes that they'll bring back, uh, bring him back for uh, the rest of the season. Oh, okay, I lied to you. He's out indefinitely. Uh, <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Not four weeks, he's out indefinitely. So that that probably means the rest of the season. It's probably done for him. The, I mean, they already signed Matt Barnes in order to take his place. Uh, and I really feel like that. Actually, I want before you go to SportsCenter says it, before anybody says it, I really think the Warriors are trying to move on from Draymond Green. Like, he basically is showing that he's not really in shape in order to keep up with the rest of the team when they're playing fastball, when they're playing small ball, I mean, and they're moving up and down the court. And then at the same time, his attitude is just starting to show. I mean, a few technicals this year, arguing with Kevin Durant, arguing with other teammates. It's just starting to show. Remember, I said it to you first that the Golden State Warriors are trying to move on from Draymond Green. So if you're listening and you don't normally talk sports in your office, you can drop that gem and watch it happen, all right? Um, let's go to football real quick. I only care about basketball and football. You ain't going to get too much soccer or baseball from me. I'm sorry. Oh, you might get some table tennis, though. Hey. Um, the Cavaliers signed Andrew Bogut. Uh, he's a good defender. I mean, he's a, he's a good defender. Like, he plays the paint. 
Um, oh, shoot, that's still basketball news, but he plays the paint, so that's good. But in football news, Darrell Revis got released. Adrian Peterson got released. Jamal Charles got released. It's crazy, okay? Everybody's gotten let go. Darrell Revis was going to get let go regardless. He was in Pittsburgh. He got in a bar fight. I tell everybody, Pittsburgh isn't um, safe for us. Uh, a lot of us black folk, just, it ain't, it ain't, that ain't the place. You would like to think that maybe... Pittsburgh, no, nah, like Pittsburgh, just a lot of racial tensions, and Darrell Rivas was out there, and he got caught up. But Jamal Charles got released because he keeps getting injured. Adrian Peterson got released because he's going to cost too much money, and the uh, Vikings are trying to build for the future. Um, you know, so so sadly, sadly that would be the case if you're a big Adrian Peterson fan. But he will be probably going to another team. I, my bet is that he ends up on the Cowboys. He's always wanted to go to the Cowboys um, as a backup. I know that sounds crazy. I'm sorry. As a dual threat, they're not gonna do do them as a backup. They're gonna they're gonna play both of them at the same time. Like start two running uh, running backs, Ezekiel Elliott and, and Adrian Peterson. That could be a crazy move. That could be punishment to whoever is is uh on a defensive line. That's a lot of running. That's a lot of punishment. But that'll stretch the legs on Des Bryant, the the Cowboys wide receiver. Another team that I think will be a really really good fit is either Seattle or even the Patriots. I mean. Both of them desperately need a running back. Both of them are, are, are championship contenders. Adrian Peterson, I'm sure he wants a ring at this point in his career. So, uh, you know, those will be good spots for Adrian Peterson. Jamal Charles, he could end up on my Eagles. Lord willing. Lord willing. Um, and Darrell Rivas, I'm not sure. I'll take him on the Eagles too. Um, but like I said, uh, I know he's going to cost money. He always costs money. He's one of the greatest to ever played this position, um, but he always costs money. Even though he had a bad year this year, it is what it is. All right, so that's the end of a great sports segment. Uh, I know a lot of y'all want to know a little bit about sports. Um, so let's talk about stuff that happened this week. <sighs> okay, so obviously a lot of people watch the Oscars, uh, and the Oscars are just... Oh, man, I don't know. A lot of times, it's just not for me. Um, but there was a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, of, of melanin getting awards. I mean, our melanin was out here shining. And it was crazy because at the end of it, I know a lot of people saw um, um, saw uh, uh, how they messed up the winner at the end. Um it's crazy because I know Warren Beatty can read, right? And I'm not even sure if it was just the reading, but I think deep down inside, he just wanted La La Land to win. And I know he tried to clean it up and say a bunch of technical difficulties, X, Y, and Z, but Moonlight won. And remember, I reviewed Moonlight on another episode, and even though I didn't think um, the uh, it was that great, I'm thrilled it won Best Picture, right? Because I'm always rooting for us, right? I, I love the cinematography and the music, even though there's only like, only like seven songs used in all of Moonlight. Uh, the music was good. The background effects was good, I guess. It wasn't like no special effect movie. But Moonlight uh, won Best Picture. And I'm thrilled uh, for that whole cast. And uh, the dude who I still call Remy Denton. But he's like Mashahala Ali, I think his name is. I might have pronounced that first part wrong. But his last name is Ali. No relation, no relation. All right. So 
what else happened this week? So this whole like uh, Tremaine the Playboy. I don't know if a lot of y'all know Trey Songz is promoting his upcoming album. It's called Tremaine, um, which is Trey Songz's uh, first name. You know, for all y'all who don't know. Um, so Tremaine Trey Songz is album's coming out in March. I think it's coming out March twenty fourth. And what he's doing is every Friday he's releasing uh, a webisode. I think it's on VH1. It might be on YouTube called Tremaine the Playboy. And basically, he just went and got some up-and-coming Graham Johns uh, in order to be in his video. I mean, in this series. And they're pretending for, like, uh, for the love of Trey type thing where they're all, like, going after him. When I tell you, this shit was too brilliant. Trey... Trey just called up Jones. He was probably already fucking. Like, he was, uh, like, Trey was just like, yo, what's up? You coming through? Oh, yeah, I got, like, seven other Jones already here. And they just come. Like, that's another thing. When you, when you get money, like, you can do shit like this. Like, you can really, really do shit like this. And, I mean, I saw this even with Floyd Mayweather, right? So, Floyd Mayweather, he's known to have, like, five, six uh, uh, different women. Um, that he's dating, and one of them, her name is Yaya on Instagram, she's at Yaya's world, or whatever, but she made a post where it was like, yeah, her and Floyd are a power couple, somebody was comment creeping, was like, yo, how you talking about power couple, we date four or five other women, she replied back, that's what, that's just what makes us so powerful, let me tell you something, a lot of people would want to judge her, right, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate for you, right, it says a lot, money or no money, that Floyd can handle this, right? Because four, five, six, that's stressful. Like, that is stressful. That will wear you out, right? Um, But the bigger part is that she's strong enough to understand, as crazy as that might sound listening, she's strong enough to understand. And, 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 and when I say understand, that's not like, oh, to just settle for. Because a lot of people like polygamous relationships a lot of people are built to be in polygamous polygamous relationships and don't even realize it a lot of people are living the polygamous life so if a lot of people are sitting there and judging her and going at her and going in about like her comments like she's just living a different lifestyle than you like what the fuck like going at her because she chooses this this lifestyle to me is the same as like uh uh, uh, uh choosing bashing someone for who they love You can't help it. Like, that's how she was born. That's what she's always thought. That's something that she's always craved. Maybe she's always liked being a sister wife. Maybe she's like, yo, these Johns do my makeup. And they don't have... I don't always have to listen to Floyd. I'm sure Floyd could get annoying to listen to at times. And they spread it. They spread it. Like, and it works for them, at least for right now. And Floyd got enough cake that if he's organized this well... And, you know, shit, if I was him, I would have organized it very well... Um, that this isn't going to cost him in the long run. Hopefully he's organized it that way. When I say cost him, I do mean financially and, and cost him, I do mean emotionally as well. And a strain on whatever uh, career he has, whether it be in boxing or like, you know, the tangents that he does off of boxing, right? So a lot of people are, are, are going at this lifestyle. And how this relates back to Trey, of course, is that Trey's doing the same thing, showing us on the episode but it's funny what you see when you, you look at them, right? You just look at Floyd, you look at Trey with all the different girls in the show, you look at Floyd with all the different girls in his life, and you see different parts of the of the people that different parts of them that, that they're trying to satisfy. That's what I see. And there's different parts of different personalities that they're trying to satisfy. Like like 
they get to please the public so much they don't really know what side of them is the true them, you know, so they can get lost in the sauce. That's my personal opinion about about that. But um, I just think a lot of us go and they start judging them. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, speaking of judging them, a lot of people have been on the gram talking crazy. It's a carnival uh, in basically everywhere in the Caribbean, like Haiti, Trinidad, Tobago, uh, uh, Dominican Republic, like everywhere celebrating carnival. I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't know anything, educate me please, I don't know the story behind Carnival, and I asked someone from Haiti today, and he's like, born in Haiti, lived in Haiti, like 25 years, I asked him if he knew the story behind Carnival, he didn't know it either, and that is my, uh, you know, <laughs> my on-air uh, Carnival expert, uh, was this gentleman I asked today at work, he's an expert, I thought he'd be, but he uh, obviously wasn't, um, but damn, yo, like, it's, it's, it's wild. I don't, it's so crazy how blacks across the diaspora sexuality is, um, celebrated. Like, like, everywhere else, it, like, when you look at the Caribbean, everywhere else it's celebrated. The, our, our bodies are celebrated. Our, our rhythms are celebrated. Our, our passion are celebrated. But then you look here, it, it's not. Like, it's not. It's not celebrated. Like, I don't know who are the organizers of Carnival. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, done by the government, probably. I don't know. But we don't have a similar thing where we're racing through the streets. Now, granted, we have Freaknik back in the day. And I'm not comparing Carnival to Freaknik. I'm just saying something that I know was organized and sexuality was pushed, right? I'm not comparing the two. I'm just comparing the two. But, um... Well, if we are free, Nick, that shit wasn't like glor glorified. We it wasn't it wasn't unanimous among us that Freaknik was the truth. Just unanimous among everybody who loved Two Life Crew. But it seems to be unanimous across the Caribbean that um, Carnival is the truth. I I'm like I'm lightweight jealous, and I don't want to dance in the street with glitter on me. I'm not saying that. I don't want to dress up and have like a, a eighty pound headdress on like i'm not saying that i'm not trying to get painted i'm not really the dancing type but i would like to ride one of them floats and coast through for like a good hour and a half like that would be dope um so shout out to everybody from uh trinidad tobago uh shout out to my boy nicholas owens he's out there um doing the damn thing and i'm sure he's gonna come back with tons of important uh stuff to say and make it sound so uh eloquent and like, but he's having a ball. Oh, <laughs> shout out to my man Nick Owens, yo. He is having the time of his life out there in Carnival. Um, all right. So what else has happened this week? Uh, I don't want to get to the super obvious, man. There's, there's, there's too much. There's too much else I could bring up. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 So, hmm. What's the best way to put this? <sighs> so. Trump's, uh, I don't even know, I guess this is State of the Union, Trump's State of the Union uh, address is a uh, congressional, I don't even know, he's talking to Congress, he was just full of lies, like, he just says anything, anything, anything in order to, um, uh, uh, just trick you, like, like, it's just, it's insane. He said at one part he was like, um, employment rate is up five percent. It's probably twenty. It could be thirty-five by now. Yo, do you understand? 
Do you understand how insane statistically that comment is? It's so insane, but he, you know, he can't get impeached for that. Just straight up lies, like blatant lies. It's not like he says it's up five percent. It's really up two, right? Or like it's up, it's up twenty percent. It's really up thirteen. Like those are like big gaps. But I still would say like shit. You know, I, I see what he was doing. He um he uh uh. He's trying to push his agenda. And I'm not fooled by uh, uh, Trump's, like, certain good deeds. Like, D Donald Trump signed an executive order to, like, boost the government's support of historically black colleges and universities. But nothing that I've heard or read so far, like, really gives stats or numbers or... Um, how they really plan to do it they talk about partnering up the schools with like government agencies but does that mean like internships i don't know too many too many people who um would trust an internship with trump at this point right right just don't know and i'm not saying like then like that's the only internship they'll be offering i'm just saying i just don't know that many people who are down um for a trump uh internship uh, anyway, uh, speaking of some other people who are down, there was, like, uh, I think it was, like, North Carolina, uh, anyway, there was, like, a couple who came out, pulled up to, a an eight-year-old's, um, birthday party, and were, like, pushing a bunch of, congr uh, uh, racist, uh, white supremacist, uh, agenda messages, calling the kids at the parties nigger. Um, uh, uh, basically being rude, uh, pointing Confederate flags. Oh, they came gun. Oh, they came with guns to an eight-year-old's party. Um, uh, anyway, the husband got sentenced to I think eight years, and the wife got sentenced to six years. Praise God. God is good. God is good. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, how else to put that? But that's exactly what you deserve. Yo, you pull up to my son's eight-year-old birthday party that we did at Pump It Up. You know, Pump It Up, that's the, the indoor, all-inflatable joint. Yo, shout-outs to the people at Pump It Up. You come there, and we having a good old time, and I'm sitting there, spending money, and I'm thinking to myself, God damn it, blew my whole bonus on this boy. And, 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 you, and you got the nerve. Yo, first off, I'm shocked that they even made it out. Like, if it was me, buddy, they wouldn't have made it past the block. Like, we would have been in their face. That's all I'm saying, just in case the feds are listening. That's all I'm saying. I would have had to confront them. This is an eight-year-old's birthday party. Like, what you doing? Like, what you doing? Are you are you tripping? Um. Anyway, they got the time to deserve. And I hope I see more and more of this. I hope this. I hope there's like a uh onslaught of like white guilt and like based upon this trump election and judges everywhere start giving white people time for doing these like time eight six eight years six years that's enough time for you to learn never do this shit again um and you know who they're going in jail with with a lot of people and if they find out that's what they did they're gonna be on that ass so um anyway uh speaking of on that ass um this is probably the most talked about thing, so we're going to hear a lot about it. Remy got on that ass. So, uh, Nicki Minaj, Remy, uh, 
both Queens Bronx ish uh, natives. <sighs> Nikki's self proclaimed and uh, Billboard uh, proclaimed queen of rap. Remy just got home. Remy did eight years. I think she might have done nine. I think she shot or stabbed her best friend in the stomach over money. Remy ain't been playing them games. Remy was in the cell, recorded bars like on video. She wrote mad bars. Anyway, she came out, dropped all the way up, got Grammy nominated. She started getting her bands up. She went on VH1 Love and Hip Hop. She, she pushed that Black Love Initiative. And... People, I guess, started getting that bug in Nikki's ear. Like, yo, Remy, Remy's starting to heat up. Maybe we should just crush Remy because we know Remy got them bars. And this is my assumption. So Remy started throwing jabs. She got on a Jason Derulo record, started throwing jabs. She got on a Gucci Mane record, started throwing jabs. Let me tell you, she wasn't the one. Remy ain't the one. Yo, Remy was on Annie Up Remix. Do you, have you thought, have you thought about M.O.P.? Them dudes look crazy, Okay. And they bout that life. They bout that life. Everybody from Brownsville bout that life. Name somebody else from Brownsville. Mike Tyson, is he bout that life? Yes, he is. So why would you why would you mess with somebody who's affiliated like like Remy Ma? And she and she she shot her friend. Alright? Allegedly. Okay? Or stabbed them. Allegedly. Cause both reports are out. Could have done both. And that's her friend. Don't come at her. Like, don't come at her. This just wasn't the move. Like, y'all could have got money. I never understand that. You see, what society has done is tricked women, especially black women, into thinking that y'all got to tear each other down in order to be successful. Like, and and, uh, and I've also thought that it's, it's, slightly, it's slightly possible that the start of this thought comes from wanting to be the only one. Like, you want to be the only one, and whether it be your man's life, whether it be in your father's eyes, you want to be the only one. So when it comes to the music industry, once again, a lot of female rappers want to be the only one. Yes, hip-hop is competitive. Yes, freestyles and freestyle battles and rap has been built on a, on a certain level of, uh, of, of um, competitiveness. Um, but there does come a point... Especially in today's hip-hop where the business has to be put first. Now, mind you, this could all be a huge ploy. They could have planned this all and they're making coin off of it, helping each other out. It is what it is. Remy could be a ghostwriter for Nicki for, for all I know. Or any of that's possible. All we can go off of is what we see so far, what we've heard so far. Um, This isn't the time for you to try to pull somebody else down, not Remy. I mean, Remy, Remy said some of the most... Honest, she was spitting raps. Like what I loved, what I loved about it is that it reminded me of it reminded me of Takeover, right? Of Jay Z's Takeover, because Jay Z hit Nas with a lot of facts, like a lot of facts, and and Remy was stating a lot of opinions. Like she she was out here really. She said, and I saw Meek at All Star. He told me that your ass dropped. He couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. Now I don't think y'all understand about how bad her ass got. The implants that she put in her ass popped. I was like, damn, ninety days and you couldn't even have box. Did she at least compensate? Start giving mad top. Her name Manah. She ain't throw you mad thoughts. Like yo, she was out here barring her, barring her to death. And the bars continue. They continue. <clears throat> I really don't know 
what's most offensive? She 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 outed her about fucking Ebro. Um, she outed her about all her creep ways on Safari. She outed her about being waxed in Safari and her split. And all this is true. Now, I know a lot of y'all want to know what's what can Nikki do to not meet this up, okay? <clears throat> Don't come back at her. Bar for bar. Number one, okay? You, you ain't gonna win that one. Number two thing that Nikki gotta do is Nikki, you gotta go this Drake route. If you're gonna make a comeback, it's gotta be catchy. You gotta kill her. And you have to kill the meme games. But the problem she's going to have with that is that Remy just did eight years. There's a long gap of shit you can't talk about. The only other shit you can talk about is her kids. That's off limits, so you shouldn't do that. And it won't get you no props. And you can talk about her doing eight years, but that's just one bar. Okay? So you're going to have to come harder. You can come at Pap, but Pap done made Black Love cool. And I don't care if Pap never takes his hat off. I don't care if Pap keeps getting <laughs> shaped up with his fitted on. Like, it's, that's just two more bars, okay? You're going to have to make it fire. Or don't say nothing at all and just drop fire records. Nikki's been dropping a lot of duds. She's been featured on a lot of su either super pop records with Ariana Grande or the records of dud lately. Not saying that she can't make hits. Just saying that she's just been a little bit lackluster lately. And don't worry. She'll get it together. She'll get it together. I don't doubt Nikki. I don't doubt Nikki at all. Um... Uh, man, so before we get into the, 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 the great, uh, thought of the week, um, gotta talk about, uh, great moment of the week, man. So, uh, Swiss Beats and Just Blaze had a beat battle in their crib. Now, mind you, let me tell you, okay, I've always dreamt of this. I've always dreamt of being at Just Blaze House when he has a beat battle, but in my head it was always like him against Pharrell. And I knew Pharrell was gonna come with work. But I love Just Blaze. Or Just Blaze versus Kanye. That's another one I've always always imagined in my head too. But Just Blaze versus Swiss Beats was really impactful for the especially for the culture. Just Blaze was caring. If you got YouTube, it's a two hour video. It's worth it if you were born in between the years of eighty and 92 you need to watch this um but this was amazing start to finish they played records i even forgot about they oh man just blaze was out here really killing in the beginning swiss came back started killing at the end a bunch of cameos buster was there swiss beats was there cassidy was there um rory was there of course ebro was there man there's a bunch of people paul rosenberg a bunch of people were there people who actually really do care about hip-hop really do care about the culture were there man and uh it was powerful stuff um so uh we gotta talk about uh get out get out is a classic okay get out um is amazing flat out uh if anybody's seen it the film is excellent. I don't want to really give it away, but it's a spoiler. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. All right? Stop the episode and wait about, I don't know, half of whatever remaining time is left, okay? Three quarters. Skip it. Here's your moment to skip. All right, so check it out, right? The great part about the movie for all of us who've seen it 
it isn't just a great horror film where the black guy lives. It's not just a great horror film with a black lead actor. It talks about racism in a way that is so dynamic. But it also tells you a lot about life. I'll give you both of them, right? First, let's tackle the racism, right? Because that's more bland, right? Black dude, white girlfriend, goes to visit white girlfriend. Her family gets up there. There's nothing but white people. The few black people there look absolutely crazy. And they seem to be captivated by the same duties that they've been doing forever. The same duties that they've always done, they're still doing them. They never stop doing them. And they stay on, they stay at the house, right? So they got a black dude who's like uh, uh, basically... Uh, a maintenance guy, but he's all he's all purpose, right? He's all purpose, really muscular dude, and he's got a, a another black lady who takes care of the house. Um, and then there's him, uh, the main character, uh, whose name I forgot. Damn. Uh, and his girlfriend and her parents. The mother hypnotizes him. The crazy part about this is that the white woman got into the man's brain twice. Got into him on a sexual and emotion, a sexual level, right? And got into his head on an emotional level. I remember when I was in school, I had a, a, an advisor who told me not to apply to certain colleges. And when I was in high school, she told me I wasn't going to get in. No shot to my high school, right? But shot to this advisor. Um, and I applied to those schools anyway, and I got in. But before I applied there, she got into my head. I began to trust this lady over the years I had been at the school, opened up to her. Of course, the whole entire college route, uh, she was a part of it. And she started getting into my head that maybe I, I wasn't fit for those schools, right? On a sexual level, we all know about, uh, we've all you know, heard rumors or whatever, white girls are freaky. Remember when we were younger, only white girls was giving crazy top. Black girls was giving a little bit top, white girls was giving crazy top insane and well a lot of people talk about oh white women are more free they're more liberated x y and z but i believe in this film the 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 daughter his girlfriend didn't just represent um uh like you know the stereotypical white girl black guy you know she represented his ability to feel as if he can handle what the world presents he lives in the white world and being with her represents that he can handle it. That's how he feels. He has the white girl. There's a moment where they kind of get into an argument and she like tries to brush it off. And like he tries to brush it off and act like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But that him trying to brush it off was more like, oh, no, let me just stop arguing because I can handle this. Right. It's those two moments of emotional and, and uh, um, those two moments of emotional deception that were big in the movie to me. And that we need to pay attention to. We can't handle everything. We can't. We try to. But we can't. It's very important that we learn to rely on others. I think that was the first message we learned. Even his best friend, TSA guy, was trying to warn him. You need to rely on others. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, we have to beware of those people who will wear us out. There's people who will wear us out like a coat that you put on. And once they put you on, they'll never forget. They'll never let you forget that they put you on. See, the, the white grandfather and white grandmother put on the bodies of the black 
the black gentleman who was the maintenance guy and the black lady who was the maid, they put on their bodies and they were they were mesmerized by the strength, mesmerized by the beauty that she was aging and black didn't crack. She was in the mirror looking over and over and mesmerized by it, but also astonished that they put that skin on and they believed that they made it great. There's a lot of times we look into the world, we look into society, and we're looking for that level of acceptance, whether it be from our uh, white counterparts, whether it be for family, whether it be for friends. I'm not just talking about just white people here, or, or and I don't mean every white person, y'all, please. I'm just saying there's a moment where we look for acceptance in places that we don't have to find it anywhere else but within ourselves. And that's the problem. Because when you look for that acceptance, you'll always believe that others put you on. You'll always believe that they're what made you great. It wasn't something that you already had deep in your sunken place that's dying to get out. That's dying to be shown. We all have something deep inside, whether it be our inner blackness, like the sunken place, whether it be our talents, whether it be our knowledge, whether it be our gifts to communicate, whether it be... We all have something deep down inside of that nobody else can bring out to make it great except ourselves. So we always have to remember whatever you allow others to put in is what you'll get out. And you also have to remember that there's always a time that you must leave and you must get out. Um, I never tend to keep you guys uh, for too long. Um, so once again, I won't do that. Um... I want to give you guys this week's uh, great tape of the week. Um, it comes from Don Q. Uh, it's called Corner Stories. Uh, oh, the his new mixtape is called Corner Stories. The song is called 100 Mil. So everybody check out Don Q with 100 Mil. I am a god. I can't be scared of these niggas. I shook the hands of a killer. Niggas silly, they just rap hard. Keep the gift like a black card. Keep the city like my backyard. Try to hit me with a crack charge. It's a problem because they criticize it, but they go home and then they memorize it. Hit the road, I had to enterprise it. One go, I need a hundred million in the safe. Need a hundred million in the safe. Need a hundred million in the safe. Alright, 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 alright everybody, that was Don Q with a hundred mil. Remember once again, this is GPE. Uh you can follow us uh, follow us on Instagram at the greatest podcast ever. Follow me at the great slash B. Don't forget about Gab and Claudia. Um you can follow Claudia at, at Miss Claudia J. And you can follow Gab at at Gab G A B dot Fisher or Gob Fisher G A B dot Fisher. Um big big things are popping this coming Friday. So that's tomorrow if you're listening right now. The L I B Cypher brought to us by uh Junkyard Cinema. He is uh dropping that is all Liberian rappers. Um so of course uh they, they tap Gob. So Gob's gonna be in that. It's gonna be crazy. Um it's very exciting to hear Africans rap and like really spit their ass off. And for all y'all who never really listened to it, get ready. You're gonna be really, really shocked. I mean, my people, we 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 go hard. But uh remember, uh check us out next week. Uh there's a bunch of great things that are going on. Um and we'll keep you filled. March is gonna be really, really exciting. So like I said, I never keep you too long. 
But remember, it's never too late to be great. And we out. Ow!